Hello, and welcome to Yes Mother, a podcast about the AA series Bates Motel. And today we're talking about the Bates Motel. No way. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> today we are talking about uh, Season 3, Episode 1, A Death in the Family. I'm Sue. fun going back I actually did a big rewatch this weekend I did like a power rewatch of season two in two days it was fun uh, I wanted to and I made the mistake of not it was such a good thing to do it was it was a really nice refresher <laughs> yeah I kept meaning to and turn out of time so when I was watching this I was like wait what, what? Do we know this <laughs> did this happen <laughs> so I may have some questions <laughs> <laughs> but I plan on like doing that rewatch like this week so I can have that refresher. So I plan on doing it still. Yeah, and welcome back any new uh listeners that might find us with the season three. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to you any new listeners. Um in the interim, we've been doing something weird. We've been doing this. <laughs> Sue watches Buffy. The Vampire Slayer and Angel, so... Sue's never watched them, so I've been guiding her through them. And so we have been doing baits from the beginning. <laughs> so we have reviewed them all. You'll just have to weed through a bunch of Sue Watches Buffy posts. Yeah, if you're not interested in that and you want to... They are... Emily marks them pretty clearly, which ones are Buffy's and stuff, so... But, uh... But, yeah, so we're back and we're excited to talk about White Pine Bay and all the shenanigans that go on there. Yeah. Um, do you want to do one of the things we do if you're new? We um, check in our feedback guests into our own virtual Bates Motel. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking we could check out where we're at here and maybe see what rooms we have open. Mm-hmm. I can... I've got the spreadsheet you have ready. Spreadsheet and I have no idea. Okay, so what we have at the Bates Motel, we have 12 rooms all together. And I just kind of carried everyone over from Season 2 into Season 3. And we'll have people in. We might do some kickouts, depending on feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a guess we will, because there's been a few that we checked in that we never heard from again. Right, but now that Bates is back, we might hear from them. 
we might hear from them because I did check them in according to like wait what date they sent in feedback, and some of them were clear at the end of the season. So, oh, okay, we'll give them. We'll give you a few weeks. We'll, yeah. So what we have is room number one. We have Harold. Room number two is Tyler. Room three is Alec. Room four is empty. Room five is Kim. Room six is Amanda. Room seven is Catalyst. Room eight is empty. Room nine is Carrie. Room 10 is empty. Room 11 is Flora. And room 12 is Carl. So we have three empty rooms. Okay. But then we opened up, on request from a new listener, we opened up Norma and Norman's bed and breakfast. <laughs> Did, well, that was Iggy, right? That's Iggy. So Iggy is in a room in the bed and breakfast, and I put as the slogan for the bed and breakfast, it's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> Iggy, if you would like one of the vacant rooms, you have every right to them. Or if you want to be alone in the bed and breakfast for now, it's not weird. <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if any new listeners, you can request a room now. You can either be in the motel or the bed and breakfast because Emily's got all the peepholes done and it's ready to go. <laughs> and the fresh towels. <laughs> and the fresh towels. That's right. Um, how many rooms do we have at the bed and breakfast? I'm just going to go 12. For anything that Norman and Norma open up, I'm always going to go 12 rooms just to Sounds keep good. it consistent. Um, <laughs> but I thought for that breakfast, we could name the rooms. You know, yes. like, like they'll have a theme, like, I don't like a nautical theme. And so there's the I love it. captain's room and the, so I came up with a couple of room names. I, I kind of went with mostly songs from Bates. Like we could have the, maybe this time room, huh. the Mr. Sandman room, the dream lover room. <laughs> that one's creepy. I know, but it's debates. And then it's like, do we have a sophisticated animals room? <laughs> I think Norma's made sure they're all sophisticated animals rooms. <laughs> so they're nature; they go with everything. That's right. <laughs> anyway, anyone has any name ideas for rooms for the bed and breakfast? Send them in, because and they certainly don't have to be soft themed. That's just. It's an idea I came up with about an hour ago when I started putting together this spreadsheet. <laughs> and when I was putting, like, room number one, room number two, I was like, no. No, that's too confusing. <laughs> these, exactly. I was like, these need to be, like, names. So, anyway. And I think Norman might go a little crazy with the animals in the bed and breakfast. <laughs> but I think Norman would stay, Norma would stay on top of him about it. I think so. I think she would tone it down, like, Rain him in a bit. Yes. <laughs> Did we choose a place for Iggy then? Which room? Should we call that one the Mr. Sandman room? Yeah. Okay. That one's all about those long weekends where you just want to catch up your rest. I know. It actually does work pretty well for <laughs> the name of the room. <laughs> <laughs> And who doesn't love that scene, too? I know it. So, okay. So, Iggy, you're in Mr. Sandman room. Okay. And she's the one in the bed and breakfast, so. Probably kind of lonely in there. Yeah. You don't have to keep it down as much as Harold does in his room. <laughs> <laughs> You can go to town. 
<laughs> Snore as loud as you want. To. Yeah. <laughs> still one of my favorite things about all the feedback from last season is everyone giving Harold crap <laughs> for how noisy he was in his room. Oh, that just makes me laugh. It cracked me up too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, um, there's something I want to address before we start oh, yeah. talking about. <laughs> This first episode of season three. Um, so for anyone who's listened to our podcast from talking about season two, might recall that I was pretty convinced <laughs> <laughs> that Norman had stolen a bunch of money from Miss Watson because there's that scene where he's going through his room, finds that bag of money and gives money to Bradley. And I was just convinced that's what happened. I couldn't think of anything else. I even remember Catalyst sending an email saying, I think Dylan gave him the money. And we were both like, that's a nice theory, but we don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, I think we would have seen that. So then Flora, our lovely listener from France, she joined our Facebook group and posted a screenshot of that scene and said, Norman found the room in Dylan's, or found me in Dylan's room. He was looking in Dylan's room, not his own room. That never once crossed either of our minds. Never we're really embarrassed. <laughs> oh, man. There was, like, a couple motorcycles, you know, <laughs> posters on the wall. It was so obviously not Norman's room. <laughs> We're fired. We are so fired. So that certainly got Flora a, a room in the hotel. <laughs> but um, yes, the money was not stolen. Norman was going through Dylan's room, figuring Dylan must have had a stash of cash, found it, gave it to Bradley. So I'm flushing my theory down the toilet, never talking about it again. Yeah, we're very satisfied with just... He easily yep. found a thing of money in Dylan's room, and we're, yep. we can move it on. <laughs> makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> Sometimes you don't support trees, right? Exactly. Exactly. So. In this case, we just didn't see Dylan's room because we weren't even looking. We were just so sure it was, it didn't even cross our minds. It wasn't, nope. it wasn't Norman's room. That... <laughs> yep. So, and we have no problem admitting when we're completely wrong about something and there's a good example of it. So moving on, (laughs) moving on, um, on the morning of December 31st, 2014, um, our mother passed away. Yeah. We just thought we'd, uh, mention the current events going on at yes. Mother, (laughs) if you aren't a Buffy person or, uh, or brand new or anything new, because we might refer to it once in a while, and that's what we're talking about. Our mom died quite suddenly. On New Year's Eve. So On New Year's Eve morning. So, like, 11 weeks ago today. So it's fairly new still in our life. <laughs> and ever since, 2015 has proven to be somewhat eerie and a bad omen. So mm-hmm. we're just trying to survive it. <laughs> Yes, if a really good friend of our family's died, and it just, you know, 
So far, March has been okay, I think. <laughs> I can't think of any real calamities. Okay. <laughs> Nobody move. No one kill anybody. <laughs> yeah, don't jinx. So, so, yeah, so Emily and I and our family have been, you know, kind of dealing with the sudden death of our mom. Yep. So. Our actual, let's see, it was our Psycho 2, Psycho 3? Psycho 3. We listen, or we, in the break, besides Buffy's, we've been watching a few of the old Psychos just for fun. Mm-hmm. They're pretty bad. They're kind of fun to talk about. So if you want to go back, and our um, our Psycho 3 turned out to be a, a memorial podcast for our mom also. So if you do ever go back to those, you can. Uh... Yep. We recorded that just a few days after she died. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Like the next week. It was the day before her Utah funeral. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I think we needed to talk about something other than mom. <laughs> so I was like, let's record a podcast. Yep. <laughs> and talk about mom. <laughs> yeah. And we had it scheduled that week anyway, but it got, or probably the week before. But yeah. Events happened. So, it happened. Yeah. It got delayed. So anyway, we're doing okay. Yeah, we're good. Dad's doing okay. Our dad's doing awesome. Yep. But uh, that's kind of like a major thing that happened to us in the break. So, all right. Should we start talking about the episode? Is there anything else we have to address? I don't think so. Let's go on to feedback. Should we just go in order of when they came in? Do you want to start with Harold's and then I'll... Okay. Okay. Coming at us from recently rechecked into room number one. We have Harold. He says... Here is my comment card. We call them comment cards here. They're yep. like a, guest, a hotel, comment a hotel card. guest comment card. Yes. Um, okay, he says, I was excited to be back in the high school and once again see a freak out Norm running away up those familiar stairs from season one. This time he didn't puke, which was nice. That was, <laughs> yep. that was me, not Harold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was disappointed that it seems we are jettisoning jettisoning the high school to go to home with homeschooling. Perhaps the high school wasn't available for filming or the cost was too much. And it's possible that the homeschooling plot will make a show more make the show more claustrophobic. But I will miss the opportunities to have Norman play off his fellow students and teachers. Yeah, I figure it's more likely that it's gonna be a fair plot. I think so too. It's, yeah, I think it will. But I'm with you. I thought the scenes in the high school were always interesting. Although Miss Watson's gone, although she's not really gone, is she? <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I agree with seeing Norman at least play off the other students too, because mm-hmm. he is—he is kind of an outsider. So. Yeah, hopefully there'll be a few parties or something. Right. It occurred to me that that's pretty interesting. That um, last season was the summertime. It was all summer, and then. Mm-hmm. We're just going right right into the school year now, so. Right. Anyway, I just thought that was cool that they did a whole season, just summertime stuff. I liked it. I liked it, too. I remember us liking it and how bright and sunny it always was and, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. And watering holes and whatnot. That's that's right. Tech. (laughs) Plays and doing tech. Oh, that's right. (laughs) The community theater. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, when Norman was peering into 
Annika's bathroom window, I couldn't stop thinking of the sound effects from those Tony Perkins SNL skits. Norman says he won't ever do this again. I'm glad that's settled and done with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now... So, yep, Norman's never going to be peeking it anyone ever again. It's settled and done, settled and done with. <laughs> I think you're right, Harold. <laughs> you just... You just keep that peephole open in that room number one. Because <laughs> it's done. Um, okay, I have to admit I was getting a little bored with this episode. I'm still laughing. <clears throat> I have to admit I was getting a little bored with this episode, especially Caleb and drug growing stuff, until Norman suggested that he date Nor Emma. That was a twist that I didn't expect, and I'm not sure why Norman decided now was the time. Was it some way of getting back at his mom, or getting back in her good graces? I'm not sure, but I think it had—I don't think it had anything to do with Emma. I'm not sure I totally agree. Oh, okay, because I'm more like, why are they suddenly dating? What was the motive? Well, I wonder too, but um, I think it had something to do with Emma. I think he's comfortable with her. I was thinking, the only thing I could think of is that it was something that he thinks normal people do. And he's trying to be normal. But failing miserably by sleeping with his mom every night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't um, know. I, I think... You know, Emma kind of thinks that she told him that she's, like, dying. And I don't agree with that. I don't think it's that. But it was right after she said that. But it seemed to just click in his head. Hmm. Yeah. I, it could just be as simple as that. Maybe there's not some, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, I think there might be another motive, and we may see. What it is. Yeah. Right. So. Um, okay. He says, do you think that Norman waited until Emma left before he pulled in? with Annika's car or was that a coincidence I'm assuming that there is some sort of misdirect here and that we will see Annika again distracting Norman over the next few episodes I give it 6 bathroom peaks out of 10 <laughs> um, I think it was just a coincidence total I don't coincidence think... to me yeah I don't think it was sitting there waiting and I, I think it was a total misdirect I'm not so sure oh really yeah I'm not convinced I think it's possible. Although it is weird that they brought in her and it seems like it was kind of a big deal that they brought this girl in. I know she was in another show and everyone hated her. I've caught that much from Twitter. That was a revolution, I think. I've never even heard of the show. I've never even heard honest. of that show. So... We kind of are lame. but yeah, No, we know I... good shows. We know good shows. I don't think this is a real good show. <laughs> Everyone's like, I'm not listening anymore. It's a great job. <laughs> um, but apparently she plays someone and everyone just hates her. And not just hates the character, they like hate hates her. her. <laughs> I, she, I have never seen her before. I don't know the show, so I just hated her because of her boots. <laughs> <laughs> the booty ones? I hate, beginning. yeah. I, I don't like those were, either. I don't. I just not a style I like. And we hers just lost were, the other half of our. I know. Her, hers were especially dumb. <laughs> I think they were up and toed, which they were. Yeah. I'm not crazy about that style. 
I'm not either. A little bougie hoish, but she's all. (laughs) (laughs) You can send your feedback to Emily. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of shows back in the day. My friends and I would have called those bougie ho shoes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a style that's very popular right now. And so we would have had a grand old time. Right. they weren't that popular before <laughs> when we were saying it 10 years ago. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Harold. Oh, you can. You're still in room number one. I can't think of a day where we'd kick Harold out of room number one, unless he got too loud. <laughs> <laughs> or unless he requested to move to the B&B. Right. I'll allow that. Maybe he wants to relax and <laughs> be a little louder. Maybe he doesn't mind. <laughs> Whatever ruckus party he has in there. All right. Should I read Becca? the next one from Becca? Mm-hmm. Have we heard from Becca? No, this is a new Oh, I have. Star. I've been talking to her on Twitter just a wee bit. Oh, have you? Okay. Just one thing. So, Becca says, hey, ladies. I started listening to your podcast in preparation for the new season, and I love it. Your insights are a wonderful addition to the show. I also enjoy your what we've been watching segment and have gotten many recommendations that I'm excited to watch. Awesome, Becca. Let us know what you liked or didn't like. What we recommend. And if you have any recommendations for us, send them in. Absolutely. She says, what a great premiere. They just got right in there with Crazy Norman. (laughs) (laughs) It is a bit jarring to go from a point where Norman is ready to commit suicide to Norman being perfectly content spending a summer cuddling with his mother. (laughs) 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 I guess after the psychotic break during the lie detector test, he really doesn't think he has much to worry about. I think I'm one of the few viewers who doesn't like Norman. Don't get me wrong, he's fascinating to watch and Freddy is great, but Norman creeps me out so much, even when he's not Norma-ing it up. <laughs> I've never really seen my little around him. Do you mean on the show? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I no, I, he is, he is pretty. He is. I like him, though. I do, too. I do, too. And maybe it's just... He does just come across as one of those that something's going on, that he's not, I don't know, something's going on in his head. I mean, obviously, we all know that. Some women are just attracted to that, you know, kind of mysterious guys. Yeah, like Bradley. You know, you're just, you're a little different. And Yep. Yeah, that's definitely, and uh, I might be one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, she says, that brings me to Annika. I really thought she would be around for at least a couple more episodes. I was surprised how much I liked her, considering the hatred I had for her on her previous show, Revolution. Here we go. <laughs> I know the ending left it vague, but I'm going to say Norman did, in fact, kill her. If he did, was he smart to drive her car back to the motel, or was that a stupid mistake? Could go either way. It's almost a shame that we know how Norman's story ends, because if he did kill Annika, he'll get away with it again somehow. So she is thinking like you. Yeah, you know, and she... It's possible that she's not dead. Um, but, you know, if... 
I'm I'm willing to say that if he did kill her driving the car back to the motel wouldn't have been a mistake because if he killed her it would not have been you know the Norman we usually see it would have been Trancy Norman that has no idea he killed her right but I mean his fingerprints and stuff would be in the car so you know I don't know he, we'll just, talk he about wouldn't be he... in a state of mind to not drive the car back be like I've got to right. leave this here for evidence right right he'd just be like stupid you know True. just not knowing right um she goes on to say i was so upset in this episode for emma and dylan dylan is by far my favorite character and he just can't seem to catch a break i thought it was so sweet that he wants to sell pot for medicinal purposes i didn't quite get his scene with romero though was romero threatening him or genuinely saying he wouldn't be able to protect him if the dea burned all pot fields a new rival pot gangs going to spring up Dylan just wants to be left alone, and he's got Cupcake Boy following him around like a puppy, and Uncle Daddy, who, as we all know, can't tell for an answer. And poor Emma found out she's dying even faster than she previously thought. I don't really know what Norman is playing at by telling her they should date, but it's going to end up hurting Emma. I wish Emma would get over her crush on Norman so that she and Dylan can get together. They're both beautiful and deserve nice things. Aw, you crush Emma and Dylan? That's cute. You know, I totally be down for that. I would totally be down for that yeah. too, but I don't think Norman would like it very I, much. <laughs> no, I don't see it happening. And you know, I thought the scene between Romero and Dylan was really kind of odd as well. I'm wondering what's going on in with Romero. Yeah, I feel like I have it all worked out in my head. Okay. <laughs> we'll get we, into we get into it when we get to that scene, but And I might be wrong, but but yeah, I was a little confused about that too, but too Becca, the whole <clears throat> DA thing, what's going to happen. No, I'm confused, yeah. but uh, she says, I really like that Norma really took Dylan's advice hard, or too hard at the beginning of the episode and tried to set some boundaries for Norman. Of course, she went back on that by the end, but she tried. It was sad to see her dealing with the death of her mother. The scene with her and Dylan was great. Sorry, this is so long. Don't feel like you have to read it all on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, this is so long. Hey, Becca, we're not sister speak. <laughs> <laughs> Those ladies, I love them. They start yelling at their listeners if their emails are too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Check out that show. Oh, they crack me up. So, thanks, Becca. And I guess we can check her into a room, right? She sent feedback in, and that letter only. We were, yeah, it got to that. Yeah. We, we were very discerning at the beginning. I think you had to do <laughs> a few reviews and some feedback. Oh, yeah. And so then we just started checking people in. Well, yeah. Well, I think the criteria was either you did an iTunes review plus feedback or your feedback had like a theory pointed something That's out right. that made us go, oh. Here's what we're going to do today. You write back to us and let us know where you want to stay. We have three rooms open at the base motel. Oh, that's right. And then right. we have the bed okay. and breakfast. So you choose where you want to stay. And if you write back, we'll put you in your choice. There you go. Okay. That's fair. Um, and room number four is still open. <laughs> <laughs> is that where uh, Attica is, isn't it? 
you know what? It is. That's our... What happened in room number four? That was where the diary was and where the sex was. That's right, that's right. That's right, that's right. the one at least. Yeah, that's right, because the Abernathy guy was in room number nine. Uh Yeah. Okay. So, all right, Becca, if you want a room, email us back. Let us know if you want the B&B. Oh, and that's the one where uh, they took the rapist in the bathtub. It was a very high-profile room uh, first season it was it was that's why no one's wanted it (laughs) a little too much we shut it down to like we were gonna like exercise it (laughs) get get the mojo out (laughs) (laughs) all right do you want to read yes can i just say iggy yeah her name has yes in it it's hard to pronounce (laughs) Hey, she goes, she calls herself Iggy, so that's what we're going to call her. We're not going to try and... Everyone that's heard me try and say French, we're not going to try and say Spanish either. (laughs) Nope. Okay. Hi, Emily and Sue. I was able to watch the first 15 minutes of the episode on my laptop and was unable to watch the episode due to some technical issues. Boo. No. I pretty much listened to the entire episode, so with that, I give you my notes while listening to the season premiere. Yay. (laughs) You're a trooper. Yep. Number one, poor Norman, what a messed up first day of school. Number two, Norma isn't very nice to young pretty ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Norman likes them older, especially if they work parties. <laughs> Hashtag LOL. <laughs> uh, number four, Emma's going to die. Hashtag sad face. She so is. <laughs> I know. And not just from her lung thing. <laughs> I have a really bad feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna do it. <sighs> and then, ooh, number five. Norman is so morbid he may taxidermy Emmy. Emma. Yes, that is. I think that was my theory in season one. I think. <laughs> I, I think you... we're gonna see a taxidermy Emma. Yep, you came up with that. Yep. Um, number six. Norman's first peep. <laughs> is that his first peep? Didn't something happen in the bedroom in the house? Or is Uh, that movies? I think you're thinking of the movies. I think this is his first peep. No way. I really didn't think it was. And so I didn't give that the gravitas it needed. I mean, he kind of peeped on Miss Watson while they were in her apartment. Mm. And she was, you know, getting undressed and stuff. That didn't end well. (laughs) No, it didn't. (laughs) But, yeah, I think this is the first peep in the show. Because I think the one you're thinking of is the one from uh, Psycho 2 when... Meg Tilly's, like, showering and someone's mm-hmm. peeping at her from the bedroom. Which, um, gross. He had a peephole in the bathroom of their house. We talked about that when we were talking about it. We're like, that means that yeah. either Norma was peeping on him while he showered or he was peeping on her. Or both. <laughs> or they just <laughs> peeped on each other. <laughs> no, that was Norman's peephole. He peeped on her. Yeah. Okay, I can't say much about the episode since I was watching on black screen, <laughs> but listening to the show, and this is what I came up with. Your resident B&B guest, Iggy. You are a B&B guest. Yep. Sandman yep. room. Sandman room for you. Um, well, thanks, Iggy. Sorry that that was your experience. Hopefully you've been able to watch it. If not, 
We'll describe it for you. (laughs) (laughs) So our last feedback is from Carrie. Yay. She says... Where's Carrie? Number six? She's in room number nine. Oh, that's right. She's a woman in number nine. She's a woman in number nine. Okay. She requested that room. That's right. Um, and she says, hey, Sue and M and hotel guests, it's finally here, season three, and it was a very good start to the show. Seems like everyone is still around except for Remo. Hopefully he will return. He was mentioned. He was, yes. I did want to see Christine or Wimpy George. I'm sure they will be making an appearance. I kind of want to see him, too. I want to see him, too, but I'm not sure they will be. I don't know. Um, I miss Rauf and Bleachy Von with their bridges. <laughs> they were so much fun to laugh at. I'm sure they're going to introduce a character that will be just as fun. <laughs> Norma brought out the crazy again and yanked poor Norman from the car at school. How embarrassing. Uh, Miss Watson is showing up in Norman's imagination. Weird. Hopefully they will clear up what happened to her this season. I'm still on Team Norman. He slept with her, obviously, but I don't think he killed her. I love that she still doesn't think he did. (laughs) (laughs) You hold on to that dream. (laughs) I will support you, but I still think he did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She says, well, looks like the new girl had too much... Norman time and bit the dust. Poor girl. I always like the hooker with the heart of gold character, and she's in room four. Ew. <laughs> All right. So Carrie is on board. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I loved the eye roll that Norma gave when Norma was telling Annika that Norman came home from school early and wasn't feeling well. Too cute. I <laughs> no, loved it so, so much, too. <laughs> oh, just it was the most perfect look on his face. Yep. <laughs> oh, it was great. Um, I've always thought Norman and Emma would be an awesome couple, but now that it's happening, I'm not so sure. <laughs> it doesn't seem genuine enough. They are cute on screen together. Well, though. hello. It's like a business proposition. Yeah. It seems like we're all kind of like a little queasy about them getting together the way they did. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, Caleb back in town. Really? How long are they going to drag that out? <laughs> <laughs> It's time to poo or get off the throne with that storyline, or else it's going to get too stiff. It would be nice to see him and Norma have some type of sibling, non-sexual relationship. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of hoping Caleb only has like a two or three star. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know I if really... I was alone, and when I heard that he was going to be back, I went, uh. Yeah, and nothing against the actor. No. He's fine. But I just, I don't like the character. It, um, it just kind of seems, oh, really? I don't know if I... I kind of liked how he was just in a few episodes, and it was interesting enough. He brought mm-hmm. in that very interesting <laughs> plot. Right. But now I wonder, like, I'm, you know, we'll get into it later, but I'm kind of cool about this, uh, something about the mom. I want to flesh out more of Norma's backstory. Yeah. I'm really interested in that. Yes. So if yes. he's the catalyst to that, I will handle him. But if it's just all right. trying to, oh, we're, I'm your dad. <laughs> Let's go fishing oh, together. Yeah. I'm going to be really sad. Yeah, yeah. So Same. bring something good, Caleb, or get out of town. Yep. As Carrie says, we're going to She 
Jesus, Gunner is back too. I think his fan base must be growing. He's still a cutie. What we had was special, and I was <laughs> I will always hold it dear to my heart. But I had to move on. We just in my book. Unless it's legal, and here in the Midwest, we don't take kindly to hippie pot smokers. <laughs> <laughs> when I was rewatching season two, it's just kind of his little dreams of selling weed his whole life are just kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Um, uh, she says, did I miss something? What happened to Norma's city council job? I don't think it was mentioned at all. That's right. I totally forgot about I that. I think, again, fresh off my rewatch, when she saw her, Christine, in the grocery store, and Christine's like, the mayor's having dinner at my house? You can say goodbye to your council job. I that's think right. she said goodbye to her council job. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just done. It'll probably get mentioned mm-hmm. As it sounds like the bypass is happening, you know. Yeah, I think it'll be mentioned as, yeah, boy, since I'm not on the council anymore. And I really, I just have a feeling that Christine and council and George are just gone. Was the guy that played George like a, he was familiar to me. I don't know what he's from, but he was familiar enough to me that I think he was an actor that they only got for that little thing, and he's not coming back. Yeah, it seemed like he was on a on a show, but I, I the thing I recognized him from was he was the he played the dad in that uh, one hour photo movie with uh, Robin Williams. Uh, yeah, that's what I recognized him from. But it seems like he was you know not a well known but well enough known guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We're one episode in. You never know. You never know. Um, she says, Norman is a peeper. <laughs> and Norma couldn't have been cuter with her plastic hair helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma had about 500 of those things. She is so cute when she gets mad, and she kind of bends forward and runs over to Norman. I can't get enough of her. That was being kind of sad when Norman said, move over, you silly woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yes. She <laughs> <laughs> um, says, so Norma's mother just died. I hope they go into more of the backstory of her parents other than her mother was checked out of her body and her dad was violent. Maybe Caleb can fill in the missing parts. That's kind of what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. The season clips were shown during the new show, The Returned. That was a good pilot episode, by the way. Did anyone else watch it? What did you think? I did not. Just with... I want to, but I don't know. It's just with my mom just recently passing away, I don't know how a show like that would – I don't know. I watched most of it because I just had it on the TV after Bates. I was Mm -hmm. doing other things. It was so shot for shot, scene for scene, the French version that I was just like, oh, geez, I've already seen this (laughs) with better actors and (laughs) – Oh, really? Like Simon's cuter than one. I just, I liked all the... Maybe it's because I saw the French work, but it's so, it's the same show, exact. It was like, oh. everything was the same. Oh, weird. Just different actors, so, and English. Hmm. So that's what I thought of it. I thought, I've already seen this, and I've seen it a little better. But it's a good show. I mean, if they continue doing it exactly like the French show, it's really good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's, again, my attitude on why does America have to just redo 
foreign shows mm-hmm. just to make them American-y. But that's yeah. just the way I do it, because I don't mind subtitles, I guess. Right, right. It wasn't quite as artistic or beautiful. You know, it's it's just hard to compare. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's hard to watch this one when you've already liked and watched the French one. Because those Simons, that wasn't Simon. Right. And Simon is adorable in the French one. And yeah. this guy, he even had kind of the fro thing that you you should mm-hmm. you should just see at least some of it because you'll be like oh my gosh it's the same show yeah now i'm curious i'll just la 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 through it <laughs> <laughs> um i didn't even think a sh- mom once <laughs> to tell you the truth <laughs> <laughs> <You've been fun. laughs> it just it didn't i didn't even think of it <laughs> um Okay, she says, from the clips they showed for this season, uh, we may see Norman in a Norma outfit and start speaking in her voice. Really? (laughs) (laughs) It was so creepy. Can't wait. Uh, Hope everyone is well. Can't wait to hear what you all thought. Sue, can you give us an update of who's in what rooms? I've already done that. Done that. I know you have a spreadsheet. I've got two now. I hope I held on to room number nine because I did slack off in my food bag, but I promise to do better this season. Take care until your own ass, Carrie. Oh, sure. Room number nine is yours. You, mm-hmm. you, uh, you're good at feedback. You did instigate the Buffy thing and were a little disappointed in your Buffy feedback. <laughs> That's right, Carrie. That was you. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this all for you. <laughs> you're the reason I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> no, as an update, Sue is enjoying it, and we are uh, at the latter end of season five. Yep. So, yeah, and I'm invested. Kidding. It took me a while. I'm invested now, though. Yeah. So. We're just kidding. You don't have to send feedback if you don't want, but. Nope. And you can keep your room. You send in enough. Gee. Oh, yeah. Well, she all are, she also, like, moved and. Yeah, you know, she had some life stuff yeah, going on too. Yeah, she like started a new life in another state. Yep. With a so new cupcake had... boy and everything. Yep. So we understand stuff happens. So, all right. Well, thanks everyone for the feedback. That's awesome for season one. Just keep it coming in. Yeah, I think that. And if you're listening and you still want to pipe in on stuff from this episode, we will read it on the next. I don't want reading feedback yeah, from the previous episode, you know. We're always good to revisit. All right, so on to the episode itself. Indeed. All right, uh, so it opens with a close-up on Norm's face, and just a few seconds later, the camera pulls up, <laughs> and he's in bed with Norma and turns over and spoons her. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of spooning in this episode. Oh, man, they really amped up the cuddling. <laughs> Um, Dylan goes to wake up Norman. It's obvious he hasn't slept in his bed. Dylan goes to Norma's room and sees them in bed together. (laughs) (laughs) He gives Norma some sort of eye. (laughs) I love the look on his face (laughs) when he turns and walks away. (laughs) Yes. And I just kind of get the idea. Probably not the first time he's walked in on that. Yeah. You know, they, I just love how boom, within seconds, Norman and Norman are already cuddling. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you know I love I love having the presence of Dylan like in the house again. 
Same. Last season, you know, we love we love Dylan here. Yes, mother, we love what he adds and we love mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. he does. Like, kind of tell Norma and Norman that they're weird and don't act normal. And so last season, that was really missing. Right. We've we have talked about how if he wasn't there, it would just be crazy town. <laughs> You know, (laughs) (laughs) the Norma Norman show would not be good. It would just be too crazy. So Dylan is like the voice of reason. He's like the audience, you know. Yeah, and he He was was so sad about having an uncle daddy that he was just not interacting with them for most of the whole season. So it's so great to have him back. And I think he's going to be a good presence season just Dealing mm-hmm. with the amped up Norman crazy, because he was good for Norman Lassen at the end, where he's like, you know what? Okay, if he did kill Miss Watson, maybe he needs to be in an institution. And she kind of listened right. to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, nope, I just love first scene. We got all three of them, you yeah. know, and some cuddling, <laughs> some spooning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Norma walks into the kitchen where Dylan is, and he tells her it's weird for her and Norman to sleep in the same bed. She's already on the, like, breezy defense. <laughs> she knows it's know. weird. <laughs> well, she says, it's not weird. It happens all the time. <laughs> but she's kind of defensive about it, like, she knows it is. And she's trying to, like, play it off. She did a re- Vera Farmiga surprise prize, did a super fantastic job of kind of like obviously playing it off right right I, I I wrote down it's funny how Norma's first response is to get defensive uh-huh. which is what she says then she kind of calms down and seems to get like doesn't she even say something like point taken or yeah you know but in the scene Dylan leaves the phone rings and Norma is informed by a lawyer or someone like that that her mother died I'm like, two minutes in and we have another dead mother. Seriously? <laughs> My notes are two minutes, 30 seconds in, and we have a mother death. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, can we please have a break with dead mother? Let's just say we've been dealing with a few of these issues in Buffy <laughs> very <know>. lately. <laughs> and I also wrote down, I'm like, Norma, just because it happens all the time does not make it normal. <laughs> like... <laughs> Some things become normal when they are repeated over and over. But sleeping in the same bed as your 18-year-old son is not one of those things. So so then we have Norma and Norman walking down the outside stairs. And I put the Deputy Shelby Memorial Stairway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm naming everything. Everything's memorial now for me. <laughs> I think of him a lot, too, when I see those stairs. <laughs> um, we find out it's Norman's first day of school, his senior year. Norma tells him her mother died. Yep, she's dead. <laughs> uh, they pull up to the school. Norma doesn't want Norman doesn't want to get out of the car. Norma gets up and makes a big C forcing him out of the car. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I just love how she she's like, Stop being so dramatic and then she just <laughs> takes her seatbelt, runs her in front of the car and <laughs> Makes like the biggest scene ever. I know that woman truly needs to control her temper. <laughs> it's just so, stop being so dramatic here. 
by my example. <laughs> <laughs> and then after she does it, she's obviously just like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? And she kind of fixes his collar and then I know. <laughs> have a good day. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> Norma out. <laughs> I'll just leave you here. It's like when she bumped into that guy on the side of and was like, screw you, shithead. <laughs> and then she kind of checks herself and just calmly goes on her way. <laughs> oh. She's the best. So why why was Norman making such a big deal about going back to school? Is it just the whole Miss Watson thing? That's my guess. That's all I can... I mean, was Think it well of. known throughout the town that, like in the school, that he was a suspect in her death? I just don't. I should have I rewatched. Don't know. It wasn't. It, okay. It was really just Romero and his dad's ex-partner, and he kind of did a. Although the um. He got arrested for the Cody thing, and. The uh. Right. Oh, that's right. He killed Cody's dad, huh? Yeah, and then. I forgot about. Deputy Shelby's no, sorry. The dep the new deputy girl ran his DNA. Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> Cagney and Lacey, I forgot about that. <laughs> she ran the thing and Romero got mad and was like, You right. you don't tell anybody. So I just don't think it got around. But it's a small town, so you never know. Right, right. Um I mean he does mention while they're walking down the steps that he doesn't want to go. He just wants to stay home with her. They had such a great summer together. So I'm just wondering if it's sad. I don't know. He just seemed to make a big deal about going back to school. So I'm like. It's... He made a huge deal about it. And I don't think it was all Miss Watson. I think he's like. I th here's. It seems to be tied to the kind of. Making her part of him. I think. It's almost like... That's what I was wondering. He like, just needs to be next door because he's kind of... Right, right. That's what I, I just was... think he's getting weirder and weirder, and he... he needs to just be as close to her as possible. He really is different from season two already. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, this... like really needy and clingy with Norma. So... Yeah, because he's had a... You know, that was a psychotic break, I think you call it. Right, right. Because, I mean, I remember in season two, he... there For a long time, he really tried to become de dependent, independent of her. Like, I remember him saying things like, I'm a big boy, I can go, I can go out, Mom, without you knowing where I'm going, you know? Yeah, and he... Yeah, he was pretty defiant towards her. Right. And he, you know, he wanted to do the play, the tech. Cody, boy, she hated Cody, and he still would go out with her and sneak out of tech. And... Right. He just kind of being a normal teenage guy. Mm -hmm. So, because, yeah, already, I mean, now he's, like, sleeping in her bed with her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure if that happened before. I don't remember scenes of that. I remember some hugs that seemed a little iffy, but... Actually, sleep with her. I don't think that's happened before. That we've there seen. was one time, and I don't remember it in this season, so it must. I think it was the end of season one where she jumped into bed with him, and we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the last episodes, and we were just like, oh boy. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. I mean, I just wrote it down. I'm thinking it was a very cuddly summer. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's it. I think he really didn't want to go to school. <laughs> Because he'd be away from her. I think, yeah, I think that's it. Um, 
So we see Norman walking down the hall at school, and he passes a memorial thing for Miss Watson. Then he's in the cafeteria and hallucinates her, sitting next to him, talking about what they will be studying this year. He freaks out and runs out and up the stairs. And up the stairs, he ran up in season one when he throws up after seeing blood on his shoe. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the opening credits. Um, I just I just think the hallucinations are probably kind of normal for him, right? I mean, I don't know. I didn't think it was well, weird. Well, this seemed to really shake him up. Um, it was interesting. I wrote down that Miss Watson showed up with when Norman needed company. It was right after he f- was oh, trying yeah. to find Emma, and he texts her like, "Where are you?" And I'm sitting down, you know, I'm sitting down to lunch alone, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And then she appeared, and she's like, "I'll sit next to you." It was yeah, it was almost like a imaginary friend that you'd make up because you just need a little company right now. And that's odd. Um, yeah, it's odd that he would pick her. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's it's a whole different thing because he remembered it, and it scared him. It seemed to generally really freak him out, and he remembered it. He doesn't usually remember these things. Uh, right. Oh, yeah, right. No, he definitely remembered it because he, like, freaked out and like threw his apple and ran well and then he told his mom about it and then it. he told his mom about it that's right he was, he made a funny noise when he was like apple he was like his <laughs> <laughs> apple rolled across him. <laughs> I liked it um I looked up the T.S. Eliot poem she was talking about oh yeah it was um and it's the one it's really long um it was long and it's the one that has one of his most famous lines to me. You measure, um, have known the evenings, mornings, afternoons. I've measured out my life with coffee spoons. I love that. That's one of my most known T.S. Eliot's. I don't know. Maybe I remember high school really liking it. Yeah, I remember that one. But, so the very last stanzas is what she was saying said we have lingered in the chambers of the sea by sea girls wreathed with seaweed red and brown till human voices wake us and we drowned so she said and that's when she lost it right anyway so that's the last three lines of that poem someone might be interested in it <laughs> interesting i remember studying some t.s Eliot. Yeah, I've always been a fan. I like his little book of practical cats. It's cute. Oh, yes. Yes, I have that, actually. Mom gave that to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's actually where the Broadway play cats came That's from. right. That's right. That's right. All right. So then we see Romero with a DEA agent watching a field burn. Uh, the DEA guy says that makes 27 fields burned and 43 arrests. Okay, so what does the agent think of Romero? That is my question. <laughs> is he like, you idiot, blowing under your nose and you didn't know about it? Or was it like, okay, we've handled it. I know it was a little over your head, so we've stepped in. We've made all the arrests. Now I, go back to being small town driver. I don't know, because I'm, I'm like, what do you think the DEA guy thinks of Romero? I mean, do, do you think he, like, suspects him of anything because how 27 pot fields is, is that's a lot right 
<laughs> yeah. It's... And uh, all that be happening without the sheriff knowing, that's impossible. I don't get the air that he's in hot water with them. He really didn't seem to be. So I'm... It's almost like maybe Romero um, just said, you know what, I'm a small town sheriff and this is going on. We've had some really big drug lord things. Why don't you guys come in and clean house? I don't, I don't know. I don't really see how... Either. I don't get how he and the DEA agent can just be on friendly terms and have it be like, all right. We made all those arrests. Yeah. See you later. I know. It's so... <laughs> Without being like, you're in big trouble. <laughs> I know. I agree. I agree. Because now this whole drug bust, this didn't start in season two, did it? I mean, this is just new, right? No. Yeah. Um. So it's not like. I'm thinking. Like. That the. Uh fallout from Zane's stupid crap. Right. Just someone had to step in because that was way too much, you know, Well, Romero just couldn't handle all the stories. No, this is how the story goes. <laughs> Who was it? Was it Carrie that was like, that's his thief? Yes. <laughs> now this is how the story's going to be. This is how it goes. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of people died because of Zane. Yeah, I just... And maybe... There's no way. Maybe, like, the DEA knew about Nick Ford and was, like, watching him, or... I don't know. It, it's it got to be tied to that. I, Romero, yeah, there's I'm no thinking, way he called them. I don't think so. Yeah, except unless he just had... He came up with some good story, because he's like, okay, I can't do this and make it work without bringing the DEA in myself without me getting into trouble. Yeah, I guess he could have been like this is my story. <laughs> <laughs> like he had to be proactive like, about I've it. I've been trying to, to to handle this but all of a sudden there's like a, a drug war and I'm not going to get involved. That's your guys' job. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, maybe we'll find out. I hope we find out. I hope it wasn't just... It was just so out of left field. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Is, what? <laughs> you know, last I remember, Romero was asking Dylan to kind of head all this. Uh-huh. So, okay. Hopefully we'll find out, because that would be lame if that doesn't get explained somehow. Yeah, if they just try and pass that off and have us be like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> DA came, okay. Um... Because in real life, uh... <laughs> yep. I think they'd have a lot of questions for Romero. <laughs> I would think so. Well, it's like that West Valley cop fiasco within this last year or two. You know, so many cops were keeping evidence and driving around with pounds of marijuana in their trunks and not processing it and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. They ended up shooting someone and it was ugly and... You know, the chief of police got fired because it was under his nose, you know. It was happening under – he right. wasn't part of it, but it was happening under his watch. And right. It's like, he got hey, fired. you weren't doing your you job because your... your people are out of control. Exactly. You know, so you would think something similar would ha- – I don't know. If anyone has any ideas. Because <laughs> this was it times, you know, a thousand. Exactly. <laughs> um. 
So then we have Dylan going to his cabin. And again, I'm like, did he have this cabin in season two? Was it 90210s? And I'm like, thank uh, you no. for not doing a weary watch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember ever seeing this cabin. Okay. And who's there waiting for him? Cupcake Boy! <laughs> no, that was not Cake Cupcake Boy. That was Cupcake Man. Yeah, I didn't recognize him at first. I know! He, like, he growed up. I know. I mean, he... Yeah. I mean, like, a serious change in features and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't notice the first time I watched it. I didn't hear nor uh, Dylan say his name, because Dylan does say Gunner. And yeah. I missed that. So I was like, who is this? And then... Oh, I didn't. And I recognized him once he got a close-up and he started talking, but I was just like, holy, Bib Cupcake Boy grew up. <laughs> yeah. He's Cupcake Man. He has been... Um, but he... He's been promoted. <laughs> <laughs> but he tells Dylan that Remo told him to stop by. Yeah, I don't have much to say about that. Except I didn't... Yeah, I think he's coming back, and I think Dylan will kind of have him. That's just my thought. I think so, yeah. So next <laughs> next we see through the motel office door, Norman running through the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's been running this whole time. <laughs> he's running through the parking lot toward the office, and this is possibly my favorite thing I've ever seen on the series so far. <laughs> The way he's running is the best thing ever. Oh my goodness, I'm going to have to watch Oh, watch his like arms and stuff. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I rewound it so many times. It did not have the same impact on me. I better see it again. I have a emergency. Someone make a meme of that, please. <laughs> <laughs> and he like runs up and he like bangs into the door like he his momentum is he just can't even stop. <laughs> now that I saw and left out. <laughs> oh, so he runs in the office and tells Norma about the hallucination. Um and then we see a Porsche pull up and a girl wearing dumb boots gets out. <laughs> <laughs> and asks if there's any rooms available. Norma seems hesitant, but Norman pipes in right away that there are vacancies. They go in. We find out her name is Annika. And she drops a bunch of stuff. And Norma helps her pick it up and totally stares at her chest. Like, obviously stares at her. Oh, my gosh. Norma needed to get oh, a grip. Man. <laughs> But she gets to check in. I know in and you're a teenage boy. But jeez. <laughs> Even he was like looking at her cleavage. He looks up. She's watching him, and he looks back down. Like, I know. oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just one more look. <laughs> Just one more. <laughs> I sometimes I don't know if men even think we could tell they're doing that. <laughs> Norman was just <laughs> so I'm like, what is going on with Norman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I know he's aware of these blackouts. I know he had the psychotic break. So I guess that explains it, but man, 
there's just such a difference between season two and season three Norman. Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining. No? No, no, no. I I think it's great. <laughs> 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 and I do just love the look on his face when Norma's explaining that she's got to take him up to his room because he had to come home from school. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And you see how sweaty he was? Now, was it raining or was that all just sweat? I mean, like, even his pants were wet. Oh, from... I don't think it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> and he did say he ran all the way and never stopped. <laughs> I need to see this run. <laughs> Seriously, it's so great. And I just started laughing. I'm like, I bet they did so many takes. And he was, I I just want to see like a clip of all the takes of him running, like all the different ways. Because the one they picked is so great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we meet Annika and she's checked into room number four. And she's trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I know that much. Yep. I did like how she, you know, Norman and Norma are standing in the doorway of the hotel or motel office. And she kind of walks up to him and goes, hi. (laughs) I just like the way she said (laughs) hi. It was like, you should say hi to me first, you know. I guess this is weird. I guess I'll go. She needs to go to the, she needs to go to the bed and breakfast where it's not weird. <laughs> Norman, Norman's B and B. It's not weird. <laughs> it's a little weird at Bates Motel. <laughs> <laughs> so so then we see Dylan seated at a cafe and Romero sits down. Dylan tells Romero he wants to open up like a pot bar and do it legally, just enough money to get by. And then Romero gets kind of mad and tells D- Dylan he was protecting him. And if he goes legit, he can't protect him. Dylan says if he is legit, he shouldn't need protection. And Romero says, you never know or something like that. Like, what is up with Romero here? Okay. Let Emily explain it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... I think Romero is just really upset that Dylan is not taking the mantle of drug lord. Um, Because Romero had it in his mind last season that he can work with Dylan. Dylan has a cool head. Dylan gets it. That's what Romero said. You get it. Right. Because Romero is okay with the drug stuff as long as it runs smoothly in his town and... Whoever's in charge gets it. (laughs) And Dylan got it. And so Romero shaped him. He went out on a limb for him. He hid a lot of crap that Dylan did. You know, he killed good, he killed bad guys. Right. Nick Ford and everything and Zane. Right. Well, yeah. And so I think Romero had just orchestrated and worked it out and was like, okay, Dylan's my boy. He's going to run it and it's all going to be good. And now Dylan doesn't want to do it. I mean, he's adorable with his cute little medicinal pot. I know. Um, and so Romero is really upset. 
because so um, someone is going to take the mantle. I mean, it's going to happen, and the the town needs it apparently. And so... I guess so because I was going to say, are you sure Romero wants that all back? I mean, the DEA went and just cleaned it all up. Yeah, Romero totally wants it back. I think, I think he likes it. I think he likes that, but he wants it run the way he wants it. And I think he's never had as much control over it as he could, he thinks, with Dylan. I think Romero's still a good guy. I don't think he's a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he's a crook or anything. But he allows the pot, and he knows it's good for the commerce of the city. Right, there's that. And that's how it works. There's that. And so he's liked how it is. And he was super pumped about Dylan being the drug lord because... Because Dylan, the way Dylan, his his ethics and everything, and his cool head, and so he's severely disappointed, and he's he's probably a little panicked, because he knows someone's gonna come in, and he wouldn't have as much control over that other person. I just think he really liked. Right. I think he had some good imaginings of how it was gonna go with Dylan in charge of the town pot business. Okay. I mean, that all makes sense. I mean, that makes perfect sense. It just, I always got the idea that Romero was just kind of tolerating it because it seemed to run itself. There was people in charge. They weren't killing each other. He just kind of looked the other way, you know. But, and so then when the DEA came in and burnt all the fields and made a bunch of arrests, I... I kind of thought Romero would have been somewhat relieved, like, sweet, you know. And I think on the surface you'd think he would be, but I just feel like there's probably something we don't know to where, and I think it has to do with how the town is run money-wise and everything. Right, right. I mean, I know. I don't think he's hauling a bunch of money for it. I really don't. I really think Romero's a good guy. He doesn't come across as someone who's, like, profiting from it. No, he doesn't. So... But I think the city needs it, and I think he knows that. And so maybe he didn't know how much he would miss it. But he did say someone's going to. Yeah. You know, someone it's going to come back. I just don't well, I mean, do think, you think there's any way around that. When the DEA does something like that, they just say, okay, that's taken care of, and, like, never come back to that town again? I don't. But no. maybe in this little imaginary land where <laughs> the DA just comes and pats Romero on the back and says, see ya. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> I was wondering, because there is, we can kind of jump ahead there to that scene where Romero's at the bar and those two guys come up and, you know, he's like, they're like, you messed up, you know. Oh, my gosh. That was my favorite moment of the night. Oh, when he slams the guy's head. That was the I. That's what I rewound about three times. I love that too. Yeah. I loved it. It was so cool. But Which, yeah, just slam. <laughs> it was and so it fast cracked, and so cool. And it cracked the glass on top of the bar. <laughs> but um, but it made me think. I'm like, okay, I, I get those guys being mad because that was like their livelihood. And then it made me think. I wonder if like the townspeople are mad too because that was a major part of their economy. You know, yeah, maybe he's panicking because the drug trade may not come back, and he was counting on d 
Dylan to do it, okay. and now that it isn't, maybe he okay. is a little fearful. That could be. Yeah. That could be part of it. Okay. I, I guess know, we'll see. see. I hope I hope they do get into it. I, they're gonna. This it's been part of the show since forever. Well, I mean, like Romero more. Like I want to mm. know more about him, and what his involvement yeah. was and what I don't know I want his backstory more agreed okay so then we have we see Annika she rang the Bates' doorbell and Norman answers um, her overhead light has gone out and he goes down with her to change it it cuts to them in her room changing the light bulbs and talking about Norma and we also find out Annika is like an escort like an escort, or is she like a prostitute? I mean, is that? I think it's the nice way of calling her a prostitute. Okay. Like that party girl. Right. Where she goes to gentlemen parties. It's, you know, it's the She's not high class. On the... It's the high class. Right. Well, you know. High class call girl. She's <laughs> prostitute call girl. She's not walking the streets and asking for dates, you know. Right. She's not a crack whore. <laughs> right. <laughs> She, she, you know, does the rich clientele, the private parties. and Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I didn't like that scene for some reason. I didn't like it. You know, I have my suspicions about her, and my, my suspicions about her can only be fleshed out if she's not really dead. Because I'm not, I'm not convinced she is either yet. But was her light really out? That seems really suspicious to me. And she, oh, I didn't even think of that. Just an, both of the light bulbs are out of a hotel room. Well, I the, feel like that's something you'd check. The light bulbs looked pretty old to me and burnt. Mm. So I was thinking, because I thought it was weird that both of them too. So I was thinking maybe one has been out for a while and they just didn't really notice. And then the second one went out. Because he yeah. was holding the light bulbs that he took out and they did look old i don't know all right i don't know i guess so. i didn't get suspicious of her like that the only thing that i thought was weird is they just immediately started talking about some pretty personal things <laughs> and i just well, think yeah. that's weird i don't know i and i just did she i just feel like was her light really out and you know maybe she put burn bulbs in there i just i've, I've got a crazy theory um and did she wait until Norma left so she could go up to Norman? Wow, you really... <laughs> I... Oh, I did. I thought None about this a lot. And there's another mind. thing, too, later. <laughs> None of that crossed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my little theory, and I have nothing to support this. And if she's dead, she's dead, and my theory is junk. But what if she's interested in getting into, like, Dylan's good graces and his you know like getting into the whole you know like being the pot queen <laughs> and she knew that that's his family and she's kind of warming up to them to get to Dylan she just seems more Dylan's age to me yeah huh and she seems like an opportunist um you know she never had she has to work right right I don't know. She seemed pretty happy with her job and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, no, she has. She had aspirations. Right. She's doing this until she could do what? 
I can't. Did she say in the car? I can't remember what she said. I know she mentioned that she was doing it to, because she can make a lot of money pretty quick and save it for something. Right. can't remember what she said she wanted to do. I don't know. This is just a crazy theory that she's. That's interesting. I didn't. Trying to get to Dylan through Norman. And it has to do with the drugs. Huh. But I don't think she's like a mole. Like from another family to like kill Dylan. I think it's more. Well, maybe she was just friends with. Pot queens. Maybe she was friends with 90210 or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yes, that is. Interesting. I didn't even think of any of that. Well, you know, I watched this twice and the first time I didn't until it's next time we see her with that stupid like pretense that she didn't know where the hotel, where the restaurant was. I don't believe her for a second. I did. And so it was again, <laughs> like, <laughs> and so after that scene, when I went back and watched it again and saw this, I was like, now it was all really suspicious of her. So you think she came to the hotel with like burnout light bulbs and put them in herself? <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily, but that seems... maybe she, she could have, you know, you can break your light bulbs. Yeah, Without breaking true. them. Hmm. I don't know. I think it might. I don't think she like came to the hotel with that in mind. I think she cooked it up while in her room. And this is a crazy theory. It's. I'm not totally sold, but. Yeah, I'm not totally sold. I I I think it happened naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you just <laughs> I think she I really think she probably got killed. <laughs> so then we see Dylan driving at night and he notices a van following him. He pulls onto a dirt road, gets out, points his gun at the van and yells at them to get out of the van. And it's Uncle Daddy. Did he know that before? I don't know. I don't know if he recognized the van. I don't think so. I don't think he would have pulled a gun on on Caleb. True. You know. Um, he tells Dylan his mom died and there is money from the sale of the house and he wants to give Dylan the money. Yeah. Bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Caleb is up to, but there's no way he's got money for Dylan. I just don't trust him at all. I think he's got some sort of scam in mind. Hmm. What do you do you think he's like sincere about that? Well, a little bit, because I wasn't thinking that it had only been, like, that day. Because I was thinking when Norma turned the money down. Mm-hmm. But there's no way there was enough time for this. So I didn't go any further than thinking something wrong. <laughs> Which was, when Norma turned the money down, he really wanted it to go to the family somehow. So he was going to give it to Dylan, because he had worked out that Dylan was the son. But there's no way that happened. I don't think so. Because it was all the same day, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. So it was Caleb's share. Right. And I don't know what happens to money. Like, when Norma turns it down, does that mean Caleb gets all of it? I don't know how that all works. Um, I mean, it's got to go to someone. But he yeah, just doesn't seem like the type. If he, if he does have money from the sale of his mother's house, I don't see him wanting Dylan to have it. I don't know. I don't know. He seemed... I don't know. I can buy it a little bit. I don't buy it at all. The whole, like, 
Dylan's his only family now. He's like kind of wigging out because his mom died, and now he's doesn't have family. I don't buy any of it because. I mean, he was, wasn't he in Costa Rica for, I mean, so it's not like he was living with his mom, was he? I mean, she was crazy. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I get, I think, I think mom was cuckoo crazy nuts. Right. So I don't. (laughs) We don't even know half of it. Right. That's my, another theory of mine. So I just don't see him being like, now you're my only family because crazy mom's dad, I I don't think it would take her dying for him to... I don't know. Yeah, but Norma's the one that left. He stayed. So he obviously was around his parents more than Norma. It sounds like Norma got out of town and was gone. Right. And I don't think that's the same with Caleb. Yeah, I don't know. I don't buy it. So next we see Norman. Norman in in her bed watching something on a laptop. Like an old movie, I guess. Um, Norma tells him she thinks school isn't good for him and he should do homeschool. Then she tells him she wants to promote him to hotel manager and he happily accepts the position. <laughs> Puts a blazer on. <laughs> I know, I wrote that down too. Like, apparently managers need to wear blazers. Um, <laughs> she tells him she is going to sleep now and he kind of starts to settle in and she, says, she tells him that he should go into his own room. Uh, she says Dylan mentioned it was weird and not healthy for them to sleep together. Norma says, "What is?" Or Norman says, "What does Dylan have to do with us?" He <laughs> 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 oh, laughs so hard. <laughs> um, she tells, boy Norman is pissed. He is. She tells him it's not that she wants it, but Dylan might be right, and he's a man and understands manly things better than she does. I don't think it takes being a man to know that that's wrong, Norma. (laughs) Um, Nope. Norman is still pretty upset by this, but finally says okay and walks out of the room. Norma yells, I love you, and Norman answers, I know. And I'm like, he totally hand soloed her. (laughs) (laughs) He totally did, and then slammed the door. Yep. And it was funny. She kind of like, kind of crouches in her covers for a I second. I know. And then just, she looks a little relieved though. She has a funny look on her face. I don't know if it's relief or just, shoot, I'm going to pay for that. I think it was kind of that. Like, I don't know. More like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think if she felt relief, I think it was that he didn't like totally throw a tantrum. You know, like, phew, he's in his room. Okay. That's in the past now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, But do you think, so, he's upset, and she explains, you know, how, you know, Dylan might be right. This this is probably kind of weird, you know? Mm-hmm. And he seems kind of upset, and then he just kind of gets this look on his face, and he goes, "Okay," and he walks out. You know, I mean, yeah. Do you think it dawned on him too? Did that maybe it is kind of weird, or do you think he was just being obedient and 
Well, he might have had that. I really need to be normal. Right. For a moment. Right. But it wasn't long after that that he switched again. I, I know. When he said, okay, mother, it was very icy. And that was as he was walking out of the Yeah, room. and he did. I mean, instead of saying he loved her back, he said, I know. And then he did slam his door, so he is still mad. Yeah, he was mad. He was really put off. He was really off put mm-hmm. at first. And then it was mad pretty fast. And I think the time you're talking about was when he was still kind of trying to process it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Something's going on in his head. It's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I'm going to miss the high school stuff, too. But I think the homeschooling does make sense. Um, well, Norma's just, she doesn't she doesn't want him out of her sight. She is very concerned about him. Right, right. I mean, I think... I think part of her decision is just to keep him with her. And then I'm wondering if she's also maybe thinking of the safety of the other students too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. When, when Norman leaves the house and goes and does stuff, bad things happen yep. from season one. Yep. So. And, you know, at the beginning of season one, we thought she was just a manipulative, horrible person, <laughs> we but did. we know way better now. Yep. <laughs> She's terrified. We were like, no wonder he's the way he is. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Um, so then we see uh, Dylan is driving, and it's like the next day, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is the next day. Um, Dylan's driving, and he sees uh, Uncle Daddy on the side of the road with the hood up on his van. Dylan parks and walks over to him, and Caleb tells him his van, Millie, needs a new radiator hose and asks if Dylan has one on him. <laughs> 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 then he asks how far the closest parts place is that he asks Dylan to take him there. Um, Dylan takes him. Caleb tries to talk to him. Dylan tells him they're not going to chit-chat. Then Caleb tells him he knows he is Dylan's father, says it all makes sense now. He tells Dylan his mom was crazy and his dad was the most violent man he's ever known. He tells Dylan that he and Norman, Norma just had each other. And I'm like, I hate you so much. Yeah. I, how old was he during all the raping? They were teenagers. Didn't she say that it started when she was like... 12 or 13 or something and went on until she left the house at like 17. Yeah. So he was older, so... And he's the older brother, so... I'm like... He is like trying to get sympathy or something from Dylan. He's trying to make it sound okay. Like... (laughs) Like they were both victims. And maybe in some tiny way they were. I mean, we don't well, know sure. the story. I mean, we don't know what's going okay, on. Okay, it sucks that your mom's crazy and your dad's violent, but don't put yourself in the same position as Norma because you raped her. Yeah. You know, you were the older brother. It was, it sucks, but it was your job to try and keep her safe. And instead, you raped her every day, you know? Right. That's not... It turned her into more of a victim. Right, right. I mean, 
I don't know, though. I've been wrong about Nor. I don't want to, like... I know. <laughs> victim blame. I don't want to sound like a victim blamer, but we just don't know the whole story, no. and Norma has lied a lot. She has. That's true, but it just... We just need to keep our minds open just well, a tiny bit that something we don't know. But right here, Caleb admitted that he is Dylan's dad, so we do know he had sex with Norma and got Oh, for sure. So that I'm just fact. saying, and since he was older and everything, it it's highly unlikely that... I just don't know. I don't fully trust Norma still. There's so much she doesn't talk about. But it could... It's probably because it's horrible and painful. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm just keeping that tiny bit of a mind open that there's something real crazy there that... Right. And there could be, but... She seems really, really traumatized. She does. And I believe her. Because there's that... Remember when she goes to his hotel to, like, confront him, and she just gets in the parking lot and, like, has, like, a panic attack? That was real, you know? That was real. That was fear. That was anxiety and fear and panic. Just not even... Just being in the parking lot of a building he's in, you know? I mean, I don't know. It just really upsets me that he's, like... Trying to get the sympathy from Dylan, you know. Oh, it's terrible. We were just on our own, and we had to protect each other, and it's like, you raped her! (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, him on the level, (laughs) it's it's horrible. I just, I'm just like, what if there's a twist? (laughs) There could totally be a twist, but I don't think it's going to shift blame onto Norma, you know? No, I just wonder how much how much of a victim he is and it some sort of perpetuating I mean, of abuse we might who we knows might what he went through that the dad forced them to do this like the dad liked to watch his kids you know yeah. i mean it, no it's stuff like it that it could be something I'm like thinking. that like a gun was to his head by his father forcing you know sure there could be something like that or if he was abused when he was very small and so it's, you know, he's a victim right, too. Right, right. Perpetuated the victimization of right. his little sister. Right, and we totally... Which doesn't totally excuse it. It doesn't excuse, excuse it, though, you know. Especially... But there's crazy. There's crazy in there that is, family. There is, there is. So... So who just, who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Right. But as it stands, he's unconscionable trying to get Dylan to think that... Yes, and I think he's... If he's still thinking that way, that it wasn't that weird, and that that's just... It's all we had was each other. Why do you have to have sex, though? I know. There are lots of kids. <laughs> Why can't you just be close? There are so many kids in the same kind of circumstances that either have parents who just neglect them because they're on drugs, or they are violent, or they're crazy, or whatever. I don't think those kids are having sex with each other. Right, and they don't have sex. <laughs> you know, I they... just don't... Think they're close. <laughs> <laughs> they're close siblings. Right. <laughs> but there's a line. <laughs> a very distinct one. <laughs> and there is just this natural part of you that just knows it's wrong. I mean, it doesn't have to be taught. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, anyway, and I think he's faking this whole broken down tr- van thing, too. 
Yeah, that's way too convenient. Mm -hmm. If he had to rip out his... I guess it didn't end up being the thing he was saying, but if he had to poke a hole in it anyway, then he did. Because that's way too convenient. Nope, I think he parked himself and just he knew Dylan would be driving down that road or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we have the scene at the bar with Romero. We kind of already talked about that. So, yeah, I think we get the air that uh, people are upset with Romero. Yep. And that might be a clue to how he's treating Dylan. Yes, I agree. Although he seems pretty sure of himself, and he 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 can take care of himself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he can. <laughs> oh, that was cool. Okay. <laughs> um, and then we finally see Emma. She is in the motel office, and Norman walks in. He tells her he is going to homeschool now. She tells him she went to the doctor, and her lung capacity has diminished quite a bit. Emma is kind of sad Norman won't be at school anymore. He suggests she homeschool too, and she agrees. Then he says they should start dating, and she is really happy, and they hug. <laughs> Man, she just like... Such a weird scene. You should homeschool too. She's like, done. I know. Like... <laughs> it's just like this huge decision she just makes on her own in Doesn't your dad have seconds. a say? <laughs> I, I would guess, because of her um, health, that it's probably an easy choice. Right, right. You know, it's not like she's just a normal kid. Right, right. And I think her dad would be okay. He seemed kind of cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I wrote down, I was like, does anyone else think this is kind of weird? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they do. And it's, it's senior year, too. That's pretty useless. It is, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Why does he suddenly want to date Emma? <laughs> I don't know. It was strange, and it was so business. It was so matter of fact. Like Emma, I think we should start dating now. Will you go out with me? <laughs> I don't know. He's <laughs> he's been thrown out of his mom's bedroom. <laughs> Needs to go somewhere. I really do. I am going to say I really think what his motive is is he wants to appear normal. And having a girlfriend is kind of normal for a high school senior boy. You know? Yeah. And I think he wants... I, I just go back to that episode of the, the Plunge where he so protects her and just yells at everybody oh, else. That's right. Yells at Cupcake Boy and yells at... Cody. Cody. And it's just so protective over her. That's right. He's got something for her. There's something there is mothering a little bit. Yeah, I mean... It's it's kind of sweet, the but kind of weird. The, the fact that they're dating, that's not what kind of weirds me out. It's like the, the timing and just the way mm-hmm. it was done. Yeah, I hear you. you. Know? And it, uh, it was weird. Yeah. And poor Emma was so excited. I know. I'm happy for her because that's what she wanted. He's like, you know. He's like, I think it's about time. He's like, it's, she's goes, it's been about time for a while. I know. That was cute. <laughs> that was and cute. I liked how, you know, she's like, when she agrees to the homeschooling, you know, she's like, well, if these are my 
best years. I want to spend them with you. And then she's like, and your mom and Dylan, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that's when, that's he when he it. says that they should start dating. That's right. I don't Maybe it's, maybe we're reading too much into it. Maybe it was because she said that maybe that was sweet enough to him before she added the, and Dylan. Yeah. I want to spend them with you. Maybe he's like, oh, I like Emma. I want to date her. And I'm weird and socially awkward, so this is You know, he is weird and socially awkward, and maybe that's how he thinks that relationships start, like with a proposal like that. Like, I like you, therefore we shall start dating. Uh (laughs) That was actually my first thought, and then I started getting weird about it the longer it went. Right. But my first thought that he was like, she really cares about me, she likes me, she's cute, I like her, and... We should date. And so he just says it. <laughs> it could be, yeah. It could be we're just reading way too much into it. So, but I, yeah, I did write down. Apparently Norman needs to wear a suit jacket to work now because he's the manager. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Dylan comes home and Norma is waiting for him. She tells him her mother died and shows him a ribbon she has that her mom had worn to a school dance. She says it is the only thing she ha- she has of her mother's, and she kept it because it is the only memory she has of her mom being happy. Oh, so sad. Mm-hmm. That was so sad. Yeah, that was a sad little... And she talked about sedatives. <laughs> she had pills. She never even knew where she got them. Right, right. What did she say? She was sedated, sedated a lot? Sedated a lot took so many pills and Norma's like I don't even know where they came from you know I mean maybe maybe her dad was like forcing pills on her or something and maybe her mom wasn't as crazy it was the pills that made her crazy who knows could be I just I don't know I get an ominous feeling kind of a yeah this is where Norman got his crazy from we talked about it being an incident but I wonder if it runs in the family family they implied it in, now we can't use this as canon, but they did imply it in season two. I mean, in um, Psycho 2. Oh, yeah. That Norma wasn't his real mother. His real mother was crazy. Right, and Norma raised was... her sister's son. Yes. Yep. But anyway, that's probably not <laughs> canon, though. I, I don't think <laughs> Carlton and Aaron are watching those and (laughs) (laughs) I don't know (laughs) but yeah how sad and I just wrote down I am so glad our mom had many happy times and we have so many happy memories of her and so much more than just a ribbon you know how crazy would that be to the only thing you have of your mother's is this ribbon Uh. We all have like a hundred boxes, and we gave a lot away. <laughs> and there's more to go through. <laughs> um, so then we have Norman outside the motel shooing away a raccoon, and he's near Annika's room, and her little window's propped open, and he starts peeping on her, watching her get ready to take a shower, and Norma comes out to throw away some. 
garbage in the dumpster and she catches him peeping and gets mad at him and they go inside and fight some more <laughs> and she's got one of those little old lady rain hats <laughs> plastic helmets or that something I've, I've never seen on anyone under 80 <laughs> I know <laughs> is it normal for people under 80 to wear those no I think it's just that weird timelessness of Norma you yeah. know just I think they thought it'd be fun. I think so, too. And it, it was. <laughs> <laughs> now, when she says Norman, to me, it sounded just like the mother's voice in Psycho. Did you catch that? No. It made me jump. Oh. I mean, because the shot is on Norman looking in on Annika and you can see her and then you hear I mean it kind of it shoots over you see Norma at the dumpster she hasn't seen Norman yet it comes back to Norman and what he's looking at and then you hear her say Norman and I'm telling you the voice it's like they had her do the voice from Psycho it creeped me out ooh I gotta watch that it totally creeped me out it made me jump and then it shows her, and she's like, get away from there, you know. And it's back to her mm-hmm. voice. But, man, that first Norman, it, I don't know if it's just a coincidence, but, man, it sounded like the mother's voice in the Psycho movie. Um, so later that night, Norman hears Norma crying in her room, and he goes in and apologizes again for peeping, and she says she isn't crying about that. She's crying because her mother died. She asks him to get into bed with her. Norman says, I thought we weren't doing that anymore. Norma says, just for tonight, because I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love so oh, hard the way she said that. The look on her face was fantastic. <laughs> and Norman says, move over, you silly woman. <laughs> and I got a little e creeped out by oh, that. Oh, yes. Really creepy. It was weird. It was. <laughs> And funny and cute, but mostly weird yeah. and creepy. Yeah, but her crying about her mom, just, oh, that was so sad. It, uh. it was. It made me sad because there was so, I don't know, it, having just lost a mom I was close to and was able to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. with was one thing. I didn't feel like there was a lot left unsaid and undone. Right. She lost a mother that she hadn't seen in so long and she'd just never be able to see again. And so it was so final so for her. So final for her and so you know I I just can't imagine like not being close to your mom and I don't know. I just and then to know that even though she was crazy and you hadn't seen her in like 20 years, I think she said it just the enormity of her being gone just struck her. I don't know. It, it was really sad because mm-hmm. now there is no going back. There is no, maybe I'll go visit mom. Maybe she's mm-hmm. not so crazy. Maybe I can create some new memories, you know, now that I'm an adult, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Cause it, 
It seems like the dad and the brother were the real abusers. Her mom might have been not very present. But right, right. She probably has better memories of her, at least. Well, and there's just always that when you get, like, estranged from someone. Yeah. There's just always that. It's not over yet. It's not yet. over yet. Like, I could still give her a call and let's talk this through or let's reconnect and now that's just not possible anymore, you know? Yeah, I even though it was another dead mom, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty thrilled about it. I think it'll be very interesting this season. I think so, too. Yeah. Because I think we're going to learn some interesting things. I think so. Yeah. But, yeah, her little line, because I'm so sad. I, I loved it so much. Oh, yeah, that was another little classic to put in the book <laughs> yep <laughs> very manipulative, so manipulative but genuine <laughs> how does she do that manipulative and genuine at the i know time. <laughs> i know because i'm so sad um <laughs> she's so cute um so then we see dylan walking up to his cabin and uncle daddy and cupcake boy are there around a the fire dylan gets mad at Caleb, that Caleb is still there. Caleb says he got the wrong hose and that he needs a new part and they had to order it and it's going to take a day, maybe two. He was just such a bad liar. Well, it, it was really bad because he's like, he ended it with, you know, can I just stay? I know. And I'm like, what is he up to? I, I wrote down, no way is this about an uncle father trying to get to know his nephew's son. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not as convinced that it's not about that. I I really don't think it is. I think he's got I think he's a horrible person and he's got some sort of scam. I don't know. I just I don't I don't know though. He gave Dylan the money back in the last season. I think that's what he's there for. Is he wants the money back. I don't know. Well, no, cuz he offered Dylan money. I don't know. He's up to something. um yeah was the family wealthy is there like a significant amount of family money or do you think it's just the two hundred thousand dollar i think it's just the house i don't get the idea that there was money you know i mean it showed when when Norma got the phone call, it showed the lawyer sitting in like her mom's kitchen, and it kind of panned around the wall that had like little Norma age two, you know. Right. I I mean it didn't. It looked like just kind of your typical house, you know. Yeah. I just think it's probably one of those houses where they bought it in like I don't know 1950 for thirty thousand bucks, and it's been paid off forever, so there's a ton of equity in it, you know. Yeah. So when they sold it, that's all they get it you know right um so then we have norman and emma in the motel office talking about homeschool then they talk about dating and how that's going to go um awkward but getting a little less awkward Annika walks in and asks for directions to a restaurant. Emma tells her it's in the village. Norman says yes, but it's kind of hard to find. 
he needs to go into town anyway and offers to ride with her and then he'll just walk back and they leave and I'm like see this is where I started going really she doesn't have GPS I mean the show makes no bones about modern technology yeah and she said she looked it up but she doesn't quite know she has a Porsche she's got a GPS in there yeah I don't know I am very I don't trust that girl <laughs> I think she had something up her sleeve and she wanted Norman to drive her. Yeah, I. That just seems like a lot of. So you think that she's done like all this recon on the family? Maybe not a lot, but enough. Huh. I think it involves Dylan. I haven't thought much further than that. And I don't think there was a ton of pre-work mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. but i don't know i mean it's, it's just a theory it's... i she's acting suspicious those two things were really suspicious to me see and i just took this as you know maybe you know because norman says well it is off that little road it's kind of hard to find you know maybe that little road isn't on the gps it's maybe it's a small town maybe it's just the main street that is and I don't know. Maybe. Although, Emma didn't think it'd be a problem. She was really like, yeah, it's just downtown. Right. I don't know. Emma, I did, I was like, Norman, leaving with another woman is not a good way to start a relationship. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, it was not. (laughs) But good grief, again, Norman needs to get a bip and grip. Emma is plenty cute. I know. <laughs> and she... Just, I don't... Why this girl is so intriguing to him. I don't know. I don't know. It's... That's why I don't think she's dead, because I think there's more to this. I feel like there's you way know? more to this, but... Yeah. So next... Yeah. I th- he was getting trancy <laughs> in the car. <laughs> He was getting turned on. Right, and getting turned on and that's makes not him good. trancy. And, I mean, she is... Trancy makes him kitty <laughs> and stabby. <laughs> I mean, she is pretty... She's like a escort call girl thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and she's wearing a slinky dress. You know, I don't know. Well... I feel like they wouldn't have made such a big deal and then just have her dead and then she's a dead body or something. But with this show, the women he kills, they tend to come back and visit him. True. So that could totally be... She could be in a lot more episodes that way. That's true. True, true, true. Hmm. We didn't think we'd see Miss Watson again. Yeah. You know. Keegan Tracy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, hmm. But we keep seeing her. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I have so many theories about her going on, so... Right, right. <laughs> Me, of all people, should think she's not dead, but I kind of think she is. <laughs> um, so then we have Norman and Attica driving and having just a weird conversation about her job and sex. <laughs> yep. And I just wrote down, what is with these two? <laughs> um, yeah. I... 
Well, and just her whole, I don't know, she was just very almost clinical. It's just bodies. I don't know. Well, if you're going to be a prostitute, that's the only way. To... I know, but I just thought it was like interesting for, for Norman to be hearing this, you know? Yes, that she felt she needed to explain it. She seems to, I don't know. She really opens up to him, and they don't even know each other. She does. She does, and he's like, a, she knows he's in high I know, school. It's just really weird to me. Which is weird, which, you know, you've got those young teachers and think, well, Miss Watson was one of them. Right. Just kind of into little younger boys. I won't say little boys, but... I don't know how old she is, but she's in her early 20s at least, right? I would say so. Yeah, I would say early to mid-20s. No more than like 23, 24, if that. Um, right. She might just be one of those that kind of gets off on yeah. like shocking teenage boys too. You know? Absolutely. Well, that's kind of where I'm going more than Miss Watson. Miss Watson was into really having sex with Right, <laughs> right. This me- seems to be more of a, yeah. Like, shock him of... with some forward talk. I don't know. Right. So, I don't know. Um, and then we... It was, it, I don't think it was a good idea. No, I don't think it was a good idea. <laughs> At all. <laughs> That's That was not the right boy to do that to. <laughs> so then there's the final scene as Emma closes up the motel office and drives away and we see Annika's Porsche drive up and Norman gets out and walks away. No Annika. So he said he'd be an hour. How long do you think he really I was wondering was? obviously I longer. was wondering that too. Like we don't know I think she she probably waited a long time for him, if you ask me. I don't think she would have left I don't know, because we Right. You know, an hour and ten minutes. Uh, I don't know. Because you would think that if she was planning on leaving anyway within an hour, she'd say, well, I'll just see you tomorrow. Type thing. Yeah. So, I I think it's interesting that they just purposefully did not give us a timeline. We have no idea what time it was when they left, and we have no idea what time it was when Emma left. You know? All we can do is speculate, and I'm thinking it was... uh hours yeah as much as three yeah but then i would think wouldn't norma start getting worried and come down to the office and wait with emma for him if it was hours and hours Hmm. you know maybe I don't know. I My notes on that little scene is I'm totally going with this is a misdirect and they will have a reasonable explanation as to why Norman drove her car home. I know. And he also... They ended it, I don't know, they ended it like he drove her on the wrong road on purpose. I, I know, I know, because she's like, is this the road? And he goes, no. He goes, turn down this one, you know. Because it's kind of like she did know. Yeah, exactly. And just... <laughs> The way he worded it, he's like, turn down this road. He didn't say, like, it's just down this road, or I don't know. Like, that's not the one this one is. I don't know. It, I got, I kind of caught that, too. But I also thought it was kind of strange. Okay, so he seemed pretty calm when he was getting out of the Porsche and walking away. So 
if the theory that he killed her, does that mean he's still in a trance? Because he's usually pretty freaked out when he wakes up out of a trance. Right? Yeah. And he'd probably be pretty freaked out if he just wakes up in her car and she's not there. You know, you'd think he wouldn't just, like, happily drive it home and whistle. <laughs> was he whistling? I don't know. It he seemed like pretty he casual. <laughs> you know, like, common, casual, and normal. So, I'm like, if he did kill her, then he's still in the trance. Whatever. They made it intriguing. They sure did. <laughs> I don't know. I... And I wrote down, it just doesn't make sense to me to have him kill her. I just don't think Norman's there yet, either. Um, but maybe later in the season, but not right now. And then I just put, I bet her gig was an overnight thing, and she told Norman to drive her car home and pick her up in the morning. That's kind of the explanation I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> that she was like, don't walk home, just take my car, and then just come get me, you know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So what do you think overall? Good. Um, I just, I don't know if I just love being back in White Pine Bay. If I'm to compare it to all the other episodes, you know, it's fairly boring. But I wasn't bored because I was excited to be back. Right, right. I put down, I liked it, but for a season premiere, I was kind of thought it was a little underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was kind of slow-paced. Um. But I don't know what I was expecting either. So. Well, if you think of the series premiere, it was crazy and so much right, happened. Right, true. Second season. That's when it's like happy times. I just and watched the, it. the hotel's full and Norma's right. wearing cute shoes. and. I can't remember all that happened exactly in the first episode. Right. Oh, Bradley. Oh, Oh, that's when Bradley kills Gil. Right. I'm pretty sure that all happened in the first episode. That's right, because doesn't that episode end with her coming into Norman's bedroom and saying, uh-huh. when you said that you'd help me, you you, you weren't lying, right, or something like that? Yeah, so out of all three, it was definitely the least amount happened. Right. And nothing shocking. <laughs> right, right. But... It set up some pretty good, you know, what's going on with Romero? What's Caleb up to? Did Norman kill that girl? I don't have any complaints. How much more cuddling? Like I said, I was just so excited. I know. I was so happy to see MB back in White Pine Bay, too. Yep. Yep. I hope Remo comes back. I like Remo. So, no, all around, I liked it. I... Gave it 7 out of 10, Mom's Blue Ribbons. Hmm. I'd give like a 6.5 out of 10, um, lunch sack apples. <laughs> <laughs> Plastic hair helmets. <laughs> um, I just wrote down one prediction. My, I'm predicting that Norman did not kill Annika, but will later in the season. I've already done enough yep. predictions. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, I predict that Caleb will be building a barn. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because when Romero came up to Dylan in the diner the first time, he was looking at plans. Oh, 
on building a barn, and then Caleb mentioned a gunner that he can build barns. <laughs> he built that's, barns in Costa Rica. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, so Caleb's going to be building a barn then? <laughs> that I think that's a fair prediction that may come true. Wouldn't you build a greenhouse, not a barn? Does he like getting chickens and a cow? I, I don't know. I a greenhouse would make more sense to me, but I don't know. Maybe a barn would look more suspicious for the DEA than when they're right. Come when back, come back, back to make sure. a greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have a what the bip? Oh yeah, my what the bip is um is when Norma says Norman when he's peeping and it sounds like the psycho voice. Mm. My what the bip was uh what's with the bag lady hair thing? <laughs> <laughs> what the bip, Norma? <laughs> Use an umbrella like everyone else under eighty. <laughs> going to conclude our discussion of the season premiere um join us next week i don't i didn't look up the name of the title did you doing that right now <laughs> okay for uh episode two Oops. we are going to have a little spoiler section at the end just very small and it's nothing that if you aren't on twitter or um have seen all the promos A&E has put out that you won't know, but we're just going to go over a little bit of what I've found out from those things. Right. And right. And come check in to one of our hotels. Send us some feedback at yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com and join our Facebook page. It's fun times over there. Mm-hmm. It's Yes Mother on Facebook. Um, and our our Twitter is yes mother cast, and the plan is we are going to be recording every Wednesday. Yeah, usually in the day I think, but sometimes it'll be night. We'll be specific when we. Yeah, know. most of them are going to be daytime. I just couldn't work it out with work today to get the day off. Um. So, but most of them are going to be morning recordings on Wednesdays so that that gives a day or so for everyone to get their feedback in and it gives Emily time to edit it and get it out before the next one airs on Monday. So Wednesday feedback. Yep. Wednesday is your feedback. Yep. And, you know, we can, we can go ahead and say what the episode name is for the second because it's in no way going to spoil anyone because it just doesn't make any sense. Um, it's called the the Arcanum Club. A R C A N U M Club. Weird. Okay. Now the little blurb IMDb has about it is a little spoily, so I'm not going to read it. Okay. All right. So, uh... so yeah. Chill your own yep. asses. Chill your own ass till next time.
Nice. <laughs> what are the Tony Perkins SNL skits? I don't know. There's that one where he did the hotel management school, but I can't think of like, I, I, it's been a long time. I think Harold posted like a link to watch that one on YouTube a oh, while back. It? I think so. Oh, but right. I don't remember. I don't remember the sound effects. Did he do it like last season or something? Or Maybe. did he do it this week after watching this? No, no, not recently. Like a while back. Like Why did it come up before? I think he just, you know, Harold just posts things once in a while for us to watch that are, huh. like, psycho-related. Oh, it's Anthony Perkins. <laughs> I, I don't know, I just figured it was someone I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tony Perkins. Hmm, who's that? <laughs> I know who Anthony Perkins is. Who's Tony? <laughs> That's his brother. <laughs> Anthony and Tony. <laughs> That's so our best friends are Anthony and Tony. Like he's Anthony and she's Antoinette, but it goes by Tony. Oh, that's funny. Yep, we call them the Tonys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> you have to give up some of those guest cards that you got in the mail for me. Hey, I need to cut my hands net. There's a house and a knock at your door. <laughs> Any police? something flash on screen and I was like that didn't say update did it? <laughs> and then I see this boom <laughs> oh. I had clicked after I got Eleanor to bed and I was <clears throat> just waiting for you I had clicked an update thing that said do you want to update now it'll just take one second and I'm like sure so I pushed it and then nothing happened and I totally forgot about it <laughs> It'll just take one skin in about an hour. <laughs> I'm just going to surprise you while you're on Skype. <laughs> Funny. Okay. Okay.
All right, this is the spoiler section. It's not going to be too spoilery, like I said, but um, if you don't, so if you don't want to know anything, go away. But if you, <laughs> if you want to talk a little bit, if you want to hear a little talk about things that we've seen and heard, then stick around. Okay, so read the description of the. Oh, the yeah. Let me bring it back up. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, it'll take me just a sec. Um. Okay, so it's called the Arcanum Club, and the description is, okay, it says, Norma and Norman focus on Annika's disappearance. (laughs) (laughs) She just watched her theory fly out the window. Norma learns the truth about the Arcanum Club. The truth. About something no one's ever heard yes, of. Yes, okay. exactly. <laughs> now, I'm I'm holding steady that Norman didn't kill her. I'm thinking she disappeared because whoever hired her as an escort may have done something. Mm. Done and done. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. You would carry. Norman's a killer. <laughs> I just don't think he'd kill this quickly. I don't know. She was getting them all hot and bothered. I think she triggered something. <sighs> I know. Okay, so, this promo. No, we're not going to get into this promo yet. So, Carrie, Aaron, and Carlton Cuse yesterday did a little Q&A. They're like, we'll answer your questions if you do this hashtag on Twitter. They... That's where they announced that there's going to be five seasons. Cool. And I love it. I love that. They've got it like... That probably means that I, this is one that they really need to have an end date. I'm really glad I, we've talked about this. Because it's, it's a story with an ending. Yep. So they really... I'm glad that they have an end date and they can plan... They can plan it out. This season and the next Yeah, two. it's not going to go all... Here and there, they can keep the writing tight. Yeah, and we're going to be like, you know what? Just grow him up already and kill Norma. You know, right? <laughs> you know, we're not going to be doing that eight seasons from now. Right. And five seasons is good. I was hoping for six, but five is good. Yeah. So. Five's good. It's it's propelling, you know. <laughs> right, and it's just going to make it. It's just going to make the story move along quicker. So. Yeah. I'm I'm glad they made that announcement. Yeah, and I don't want to go back through Twitter and get the exact wording, but someone asked about Romero and Norma getting together mm-hmm. and making little babies. And Carlton said, do they have to actually make babies for me to say yes to this? <laughs> he said it in a way that was like, I think he even said in a word yes. Like I think he pretty much confirmed that they're going to get together. And I wish I knew how he worded it exactly. Interesting. Yep. And two characters are going to die this season. Oh really? Mm-hmm. 
Um, one of them could be Annika. I don't know if it has to be like main cast characters. <laughs> right, not, right. Because that's that's pretty vague. I mean, it could be Caleb and Annika. Yeah. It could be Annika and Emma. It could be Cupcake mm-hmm. Boy. Mm. Could be who knows Remo. Right. So we're gonna get two deaths. Okay. I think that's all I remember from Twitter being interesting. Um. Okay, so in the promo, the promo's pretty much all about that floating dead body in the water is Annika, and Romero is suspicious of Norman about it. Okay. So we're kind of getting flashbacks <laughs> of Miss Watson last season. Right. Which I, I hope they uh, make it interesting and fresh. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's why it just surprises me, because it's like, it's like, is it Carrie that said in her feedback it's like so if or was it Becca if Norman did kill her how how are they going to get him away with it this time you know mm-hmm. that just seems like we've already done that let's do something different you know right yeah I don't know hmm. um so the big the big boom ending of that promo is Dylan walks into a bedroom in the house and he goes, Norman? And you hear him answer in mommy's voice, Norman's sleeping right now. And then it shuts off. It is so creepy. Oh, that just creepy. totally freaked me out. <laughs> you gotta hear it. You gotta oh, I'm it. scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, he starts, it looks like he starts talking in Norma's voice, and he talks to Dylan. Because, you know, he walks into the room, and he's like, Norman? Oh, no. And he answers, yeah. Oh, no, that's awesome! (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's going to be so great. (laughs) Sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to watch that, but I'm going to wait till I'm not in my garage and I'm in my house. (laughs) 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 I'll post it on the page. Okay. Cool. Did, Did you catch any, like, on the next episode, or was this just a promo for the whole season? Yeah, this wasn't the next episode. It was just, it was just a, it was a promo I'd never seen. I think I got it on Twitter, and it was, you know, it was fair. I was like, wow, this is pretty spoilery. <laughs> huh. interesting, exciting. Yeah, you see Annika dead, like in a morgue. Oh, really? Okay, so she's dead. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. But, you know, not necessarily right now, but it sounds like... Right, that's... Because of the description of the next episode, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Missing doesn't mean dead. True. Yep. All right. Well... well... That's all I got. Okay. Well, for those of you that stayed on, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, see ya.